Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is June the 22nd, 2020, and it is, of all things, the 100th day of the quarantine. And we've been talking about, last time, we talked about meeting God in my bathrobe and meeting God in his bathrobe. And primarily, that is done through his word. Last time we looked at Genesis 32:26, which has a story of Jacob wrestling with the Lord. And the Lord says to him in the morning, let me go for the day has broken. And Jacob retorts, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And today's verse is from Psalm 17, verse 15. It talks about this uh, meeting the Lord. And David says, as for me... I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. So when I get up, Lord, I get you. I get you first thing in the morning. And I don't think we can take for granted uh, how we perceive God in the morning, how we make contact with God. It's through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit, and then it's especially through his word. So I want to emphasize the heritage that we have with getting the Bible, the actual uh, Bible, getting the Bible into our hands. And it's because of our long line of spiritual fathers. So I'd like to talk about uh, William Tyndale today. So in the 1400s, the 15th century, it was illegal to own or produce an English translation of the Bible. In fact, in 1519, seven parents were burned at the stake for teaching the Lord, teaching their children the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, which we've been talking about. So that's the milieu that the rest of the story takes place. So there's a man, William Tyndale. He was uh, fluent in, proficient in eight languages, uh, including Hebrew and eventually, or into, including Greek and then eventually Hebrew. And <clears throat> went to Oxford and then he went to Cambridge. So he's an incredibly qualified guy, but he's working in a milieu where there was great persecution and an anti-movement to keep the Bible out of people's hands. And of course, then even the the officials and the priests didn't have the Bible, and so they were pretty ignorant about it. And he's having an argument one day <clears throat> in an inn with uh, with a priest, and he says this famous quote: "If I if God spare my life ere many years, I will cause a boy that driveth the plow." shall know more of the scripture than thou dost. So if God spares my life, I'm going to translate the Bible into English, and a plowboy will know more of the scriptures than uh, a clergyman. And so he sets out to translate the English Bible, and he's uniquely qualified to do this based on his... um, language skills. He goes to the continent of Europe so he can hide out there and and do his work. And eventually he translates 
the entire Bible. He makes 6,000, or it may, he translates the New Testament. He makes 6,000 6, copies. They try to destroy it, of course. He, he smuggles it back into, uh, into England, where all the English speakers are. They get mad at him. They try to... Uh, they try to find him, they try to burn the copies, then they try to buy all the copies, then that just funds a second edition, which, you know, fix some of the uh, uh, things in it. And they keep sending emissaries to find him, to capture him, uh, so they can kill him. Eventually they do, <clears throat> they do find him. After 12 years, they find him, they put him in prison. He's a year and a half in prison, he's freezing to death. Uh, in the meantime, he converts his uh, his uh, guard and his guard's daughter and other people in his in, a, in the guard's household. And then they finally uh, kill him in 1536. They finally kill him, and they uh, hang him up by his wrists uh, with chains. And then they choke him, and then they light him on fire. And then they use a new thing called gunpowder, and Somehow that was involved with it. So certainly he was strangled. Certainly he was burnt. And then maybe he was exploded. And he leaves us with all these great sentences and phrases in English. Seek and you shall find. Salt of the earth. Uh, gave up the ghost. My brother's keeper. Uh, he said all those things for the first time. As he was dying, he said, open up, Lord, open the open the king of England's eyes, and that happened with James, uh, correction, uh, Henry VIII, the, the kind of the monster guy who killed all his wives. He started to allow the Bible, and finally James I uh, uh, authorized the King James Version, uh, translated in 1611, published in 1611, so his prayer was answered. So this is the kind of guy that we stand on, I stand on the shoulders of, and you stand on the shoulders of, as I have my Bible Next to me here, I have my phone. This has got a, uh, another Bible on it. My house is loaded with them, as many of you have, have the same richness of, of uh, Bibles and different Bible translations. And I just want to uh, tip my hat to Tyndale this morning for and the appreciation that I have because how is it that I behold the Lord's face in righteousness this morning? How is it that I'm satisfied with his likeness? It's primarily through the word, and for me, it's for English, uh, because that's my language. So I'm thinking of that quote when he was having the fight with the clergyman. The boy that drives a plow, and I don't, I don't drive a plow, but I did actually mow the lawn yesterday. <clears throat> If God spare my life ere many years, I will cause a boy that drive the plow shall know more of the scripture than thou dost. So we're thankful to Tyndale this morning for what he has contributed, the Bible, translated from Hebrew and Greek and translated into the language that I speak, English. Appreciate him.